The following program is recorded content created by the Truth Network. It's Matt Slick Live. Matt is the founder and president of the Christian Apologetics Research Ministry, found online at karm.org. When you have questions about Bible doctrines, turn to Matt Slick Live for answers. Taking your calls and responding to your questions at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. Everyone, welcome to the show. It is me, Matt Slick. You're listening to Matt Slick Live. If you want to give me a call, five open lines, nobody waiting, 877-207-2276. So, do a little bit of an experiment today on the show as far as sending it out to different venues. Of course, we do it live over the radio, but we also send it out to Facebook, and I, I'm sending it out to... Let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six different Facebook accounts that we have here at the CARM Intergalactic Headquarters. We're going to see how that works. We're also sending it out to YouTube and uh, Twitter. So uh, we're just going to see how that works and if it uh, does, uh, you know, contact with more people. So you're able to watch by going to uh, the CARM website on the right-hand side. I think Laura's going to update the link pretty quickly here. And... You can watch then, or you can go to Facebook, karm.org Facebook, and I think also, uh, uh, let's see, I'm not even sure which YouTube we're on, which one. We are on Matchlick Live YouTube, Matchlick hyphen live. There's an, a difference. If you want to go check that out, you can watch me. Not a big deal, but, uh, you know, I, I say to people, see if my face matches my voice, because people say it does not. And so, there you go. All right, we have five open lines. Nobody waiting. Why don't you give me a call? We can talk. 877-207-2276. All right, so last night I had an interesting experience. Now, for me, it was interesting. And as you know, I go out into different venues in order to uh, communicate what I hope is the Word of God. And I want to be able to communicate to people, to talk to them, and just, uh, you know, just work with them. I want to work with them. I want, I want to, you know, what, what's your issues? Well, so what happened last night? I was in something called um, Clubhouse. And so I, I was there. All right. I'm looking at something. Here we go. There we go. All right. So there's a oneness room, oneness which denies the doctrine of the Trinity. And I was in there for a while, and what happens a lot of times, I'm not trying to boast or anything, but what happens a lot of times is people will say, oh, you're Matt Slick. Hey, you know, answer questions and line up people, answer questions because Matt Slick's here. And I get that every now and then. And so I go into this room, and that's what happened. And they're telling people, oh, Matt Slick's here. And, you know, this is a oneness room. They did not the Trinity. And so they were going to talk about And they were right away talking about how they're going to corner me how they're going to beat me, how uh, I won't be able to answer their questions, et cetera, et cetera. And I just, you know, I'm just listening and finally get up and, and so they started asking questions. And I said to them, I said, look, if you're going to ask me questions, I just want to talk to one person at a time and please just let me finish my sentences. That's not too much to ask, right? Just let me finish what I'm saying instead of just interrupting me while I'm answering a question because they and others do that quite a bit. And one person at a time. No dogpiling, please. Just a nice civil conversation. For the most part, they could do that. And we went in, and they were asking questions, and I would give them an answer. And I could tell, you know, they were saying, oh, Matt doesn't know what he's doing. And 
you know, for example, they went to a verse that would say something like, uh, 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 you know, God is spoken of in a singular in the phrase his, you know, his will. And, uh, you know, Ephesians 1.11, God works all things after the counsel of his will. See, Matt? They said, see, his is singular, so therefore it's not a trinity. And, I, you know, I said, look, that's not a challenge to the trinity. Apparently you don't understand it because we would never say that that's a challenge. And, of course, we're aware of those verses. So you're missing something. And uh, they kept boasting that Trinitarians couldn't answer this question. And their arrogance and ignorance were just equally promoted. All right, well, you know, this happens. But what was interesting is after about two hours, uh, you know, I'm getting a little tired, and my wife, you know, and I are going to spend some time watching TV together and relaxing in the evening. And someone, they started getting a little more obstreperous, and I started uh, dialoguing with them a little bit more, saying, hey, come on, come on, come on. You know, just let me finish. And then two guys just started getting the new tag team. And they would ask me a question. Well, if you ask me a question, okay, let me, let me answer it. It's not hard. Well, they asked a question, and then they went on explaining how I couldn't answer the question. So I didn't say anything. I just let them continue. I just let them continue to tell everybody how I couldn't answer, even though they didn't ask me to answer. Well, they did, but they wouldn't let me. They just kept talking. Matt can't answer. Notice this. He's not answering right now. Blah, blah, blah. I'm just waiting. Give me a break, you know, so I can talk. You know, just, just take a breath. Come up for air. Let me talk. They went on for, I think it was 17 minutes. But I kept <laughs> cracking up for 17 minutes. And they're talking about how Matt can't answer, Matt this, Matt that. This is the verse he can't. And this, he's afraid of this verse. And I'm just sitting there going, I am? I didn't know I was afraid of these verses. 17 minutes, right? And then finally someone says, why don't you let Matt answer? So I started to answer. And I said, look, you guys, you, you're going on. You're going on. And you're just pontificating and just verbal carpet bombing. And I, I, you know, if I'm going to answer, I want to be able to answer each one of these things that you've said. And they interrupted me. <laughs> And they went on for another, I don't know, eight or nine minutes doing the same thing. In 25 minutes, I got less than one minute <laughs> to respond. It was awesome. What, I got less than one minute in 25. Well, these guys went in and pontificated and proclaimed and exclaimed how Mad Slick couldn't answer anything. <laughs> and I'm going, but guys, you're not you're not giving me a time to answer anything. And I even said that to him. Finally, I said, "Look, guys, I gotta go. I gotta go spend time with my wife." And people are writing it. Oh, you be a match chicken. I'm like man, it's like okay, let's <laughs> let me behind behind the gym after school. You know, it was so immature, and I'm cracking up because it was so stupid. And I, I'm still laughing about it. And so they went on and on and on, and. Uh, I got a big kick out of it because it was ridiculous. And this is what I put up with last night. So I finally said, look, I guess I got to go talk to my wife, spend time with my wife. And uh, 
I said, man, you guys went on for 25 minutes, and I got less than one minute in 25, but you're claiming victory. I said, that's not a victory. That's just verbal carpet bombing. That's all you guys are doing. You're not, you're not dialoguing. You're proclaiming. I said, you guys made so many mistakes. I said, it would take a book just to respond to everything you said in those 25 minutes. It was so ridiculous. It was so bad. Anyway, that was, that was, that was my, uh, my time last night. I had a good time with it. You know, there's something wrong with me, obviously, because I enjoy that kind of a thing. What is wrong? Matt Slick enjoys sitting there for 25 minutes getting lambasted. They get to speak for one minute while they're telling me how great they are and how stupid I am. To me, that's awesome. That's a good time. So, yes, there's something not right in Matt Slick's head, obviously. So, uh, I got a kick out of it. I'm, I'm having a good time. I don't know if you guys are smiling out there in radio land, but... Oh, that is my idea of a good time <laughs> because it's not watching sports. <laughs> Somebody says, hey, want to watch sports? No, that's boring. It'll kill me. But this, oh, this is good. <laughs> this is better. Oh, how about that? All right, all right. Let's get on with uh, Paul from Virginia. Paul, welcome. You're yeah. on the air. Uh-huh. Yes, uh, if you recall, I had told you sometime back about a book called COVID-19 and the Global Predators, We Are the Prey okay. by Dr. Peter Bregan. Yeah. And I was wondering if you had had any more time to read that book because you said you had gotten it. I haven't, I haven't read it. I've got so many things going. I, if, if I don't do it right away, I just forget about it. So I know I haven't. Yeah. Okay. And then my... Uh, I would really like to uh, tell the public about that book. It's very important. Um, but beyond we'll that, just mention it one more time, and then we're going to move on because I don't know. I haven't read it to tell you if it's accurate or not, or what, or or what. Okay. Yes, it's called COVID nineteen and the global predators. We are the prey by Dr. Peter Bregan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then beyond uh, that, I had a question around. Um, the, uh, the question I had asked you a few months ago around how, quote, unquote, far does the Christian go into the world system before it becomes the mark of the beast? Well, that's Consider a huge technology. question. That, that's a huge question. I would just be as simple as just saying, look, if they start requiring a mark on your forehead or your right hand in order to buy and sell, that's that's it. Okay. Now, we do know that because of the woke idiocy that's out there and the social credit system we're trying to impose for control. Now, you've got to understand something. The Democrats, in my opinion, not every Democrat, the average Democrat person driving a car, working hard, is not like this. The Democrats in control, in my opinion, are flat-out evil, liars, deceivers, power-hungry mongrels, and they're like dogs returning to their own vomit. I mean, I have no respect for them period. They're socialist, and they uh, are hypocrites. They're liars. They say things that aren't true about the enemy, what they consider the enemy. Republicans, conservatives, they use the DOJ and taxes and stuff to try and, and silence us. They try and get uh, private enterprise to do censoring. Uh, they're the party of the KKK, Jim Crow laws. They're, they're just evil. I don't understand how any Christian who knows anything about them in their history stuff could ever claim to be a Democrat. I just don't get that. 
And I'm not saying that means Republicans are okay, because I'm neither one. But uh, the woke stuff we need to be aware of, and I can't tell you uh, enough about COVID. I did a lot of research, written about 30 articles on COVID and masks and everything else and and stuff. And I'm just, I'll just say this. I'm glad I never got the vaccine. That's all. I'll just leave it at that. Yes, and that I uh, have been severely injured. Uh, uh, the 27th of September was a year from the booster, and it nearly killed me. And I would like to know if you have any thoughts on why Nuremberg-type trials haven't begun. Wow. Uh, that's quite a, a jump. Uh, Nure- Nuremberg trials only worked because we had good people. We don't have hardly any good people anymore because everyone's doing what's right in their own eyes. And when you don't have... I mean, think about what's happening to our country. Men are beating up women in subways. People are robbing, going into stores, ransacking and robbing. Murders are up uh, all over the place. Uh, the border is wide open and the morons in government say, oh, the border's secure. We have a guy who's senile, who can't hardly be trusted to articulate anything, Kamala, whatever you want to call her name, does word salad garbage. She and he are embarrassments. The uh, the prices of everything is going up. In fact, my wife and I were just talking about it this morning. I bought mustard. The mustard is watery now. Uh, the things that we buy, soap, is everything's getting smaller. And the stupid Dems, they're the ones who are behind this and causing all this stuff. And... It just, it just it makes me mad, particularly the border thing. I used to live in, I'm just rambling now. I used to live in San Diego. So I used to, you know, live in, in, uh, in San Diego. I learned the Spanish enough to be able to work because you had to have a lot of Spanish to deal with the population coming up over the border and baiting. It was just the way it was. Anyway, yeah. better get going, buddy. Okay? All right. Hey, folks, four open lines. If you want to give me a call, 877 877- Two zero seven two two seven six. We'll be right back. It's Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, everyone, welcome back. If you want to give me a call, three open lines, 877-207-2276. Let's get to Ted from North Carolina. Ted, welcome. You're on the air. Hey, Matt. Hey, Matt. How you doing? Doing all right, man. Hanging in there. All right. Hey, uh, what do you got, buddy? Thanks for taking my call. Uh, listen, I just I wanted to get your opinion on Christian meditation and how it is distinct from sort of the you know, like new age meditation I, I've, I've been reading a fair amount about it and it's like you read that uh you know in in i guess more kind of new age type meditation rituals sometimes people you know report like contact with the spiritual realm which us as christians are strictly prohibited from that um and i think like you know the, even from a scientific perspective there's definitely value in meditation in so much as you're sort of stopping your mind and then there's, then there's, you know, the meditation. Whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. Okay. Uh, there's value in stopping your mind. Well, I mean, I mean, it's like slowing down your thoughts, right? It's just it's, it's slowing the, the down your of, thoughts. Yeah. Okay. So part of the occult. Being present. 
being present. Yeah, all these are, are new age kind of concepts and terms. They're creeping into the sure. church. So the idea of slowing down your mind, emptying your mind, stopping your mind, these are all dangerous. These are all cult things. This is exactly what you induce in yourself when you're trying to contact demonic spirits and, and forces in the spiritual realm. I know I used to do this. The New Age movement is involved with this. We are, we are never told to empty our mind in Scripture. Never told to slow our thoughts down in Scripture. We're told be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We're told Romans talks about this, Romans 12. Our mind is to be active. If you want to meditate, which is okay to meditate on the words of God, that means to think about those things, to think about what God has said. You, you know, it could take a scripture, for example, a, a psalm, or two or three verses out of a psalm, and pray through them, where you, you, you pray about what it said, and Lord, please apply it in my life, teach, please teach me, and you're concentrating in your thinking. Just stay away from this evil of emptying your mind, closing your mind, slowing your mind, whatever in your mind, it's occultic. Okay? That's, that's interesting. So, sorry, just one more follow-on question. So when you say you used to do it, is this like a past life, like from prior to being a believer? I used to do this when I was a, an unbeliever in the occult, when I've seen manifestations, I've seen demonic manifestations. No drugs, no sleep deprivation, no alcohol, nothing. I've seen stuff materialize. And what I would do, and Got I can it. tell you the whole, the whole thing, one of the processes is doing exactly the things you were saying. Okay. Got it. And that's, and, that's, 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 you're saying that's squarely in line with an occult practice where you're... Absolutely. You're letting in demonic spirits. Right. Where does it say in Scripture... Anything like empty your mind. Where does it say in Scripture, slow down your thinking? Nothing like that. Right. It says, so let your mind, the meditations of your heart, is to meditate on the things of God. You meditate on His Word. You think about what He has done. That's what I will do sometimes. You know, uh, you know a great pericope to study, to do this is, is Philippians uh, 4, 5, and 6. Uh, actually, uh, 6, 7, and 8. You know, for example, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. See, that verse right there, you could sit there and repeat it, not like the vain repetitions of the Roman Catholics. You could repeat things, and you, uh, you can work with the verse and say, you know, be anxious. Okay, what does this mean? What does God want me to, to know about this? What does it mean in everything by prayer? And what is supplication? And in thanksgiving of all these things, my requests be made known to God. You know, be made known. Does he not already know them? What is he, what's going on here? You think about these things on a particular verse. You meditate on them. You go over them. And this, this meditation is the opposite of what the New Age and the occult are teaching and the idiocy that's being cr uh, used to creep into the church through Christian yoga, which is a kind of meditation and emptying, which is bad, or the idea of, of uh, practicing the presence of God, that phrase is used of emptying, quieting, focusing on something. You might as well focus on your spirit animal. I mean, it's this kind of a thing. And you'll find these occult practices in TV shows and movies. You calm yourself. You empty yourself. You get into a physical body position. And you just meditate on 
an object, a particular thought. You just let your mind go. This is occult crap. Okay. Tell Got it. No, it's super helpful. Thank you. What, one more, one more really quick question on the occult. I promise I'll, I'll, I'll stop. That's um, all right. Is 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 Halloween part of the occult? Well, it depends what you mean by Halloween. Halloween, when your five-year-old daughter dresses up as a fairy and goes door to door and gets little candy, is that occult? No. Is it occultic when on October 31st, the the people who are into Satanism and Wicca and various things use that date and Halloween as a means of extra occult connection? Then yes. So is Halloween overall an occult kind of a thing? It could be said to be. But then we're not bound by that. We're free. I have no problem. You know, when my kids were young, we had Christian groups. And on Halloween, we would uh, go over their houses and we'd have candy hidden and things like that. Or we'd go to a church and have trunk or treat. And we knew everything was safe and the people were there. And, you know, and they would dress up in little costumes. It was fun. So it's, you know, it just depends on, on what you're doing, what the reason is in that context, okay? Got it. That's very helpful. Thank you. All right. Okay, man. All right. So where were you getting this before you go? Where were you getting this stuff about emptying your mind, slowing your mind, slowing your thoughts, all this stuff? Well, I, th- I, I was. I, I guess I've been trying to. I, I've been trying to read material that is like that. Not. Man, I know. It, listen, it, it's all. It, it's all based in sort of new age. But I was trying to like read more material that was like. It purported itself to be um, a, like medical teaching, right? Like, like psychological. Like, this is these are good. These are good practices for mental health, or it's like that's what they say. And I've always like tried to weigh that against you know the the, the correct the biblical teaching, which is very explicit you, about you, you know okay. any sort of uh, connection to the. If you want mental health, eat right, exercise, get sleep, lay off of sugar, and lay off of alcohol. Because these things, uh, the sugar is very detrimental to your health. Uh, alcohol has problems if you take too much. A little bit of sugar, a little bit of this, and that's okay. And the reason I know about this is because I'm 65, my brain's slowing down, and I'm taking steps to, to maximize whatever I can to be as efficient as I can. And so I've researched and a lot of stuff. I take vitamins. The first thing I do in the morning is get up. I take a large glass of water with, you know, I put the... Uh, plant-based, uh, you know, minerals and stuff like that. Take some vitamins, a large glass of water because it's good for the kidneys, good for the body to to uh, cleanse itself. Uh, try and reduce the idea of taking in any sugar. Uh, reduce the idea of uh, alcohol, which I might have a glass of wine once a, a month kind of a thing. Exercise, sleep. There you go. And then for the other part, read the Psalms and see what the Psalms tell you to do. Okay? You'll be fine if you do this kind of common sense stuff. Okay, buddy, got to go. Hey, folks, four open lines. Why don't you give me a call? 877-207-2276. Be right back. It's Matt Slick Live. Taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. Welcome back to the show, everyone. All you got to do is give me a call, 877 877- Two zero seven two two seven six. Elijah from Pennsylvania. Welcome, you're on the air. Hey, Matt, how you doing today? 
Doing all right, hanging in there, a little tired. Slightly, just a slight bit of irritation today earlier for some unknown reason. And then I, you know, I, I calmed down and relaxed, and, and so I'm doing okay. That's how I'm doing. Good, good. I love answering um, questions like that. How you doing? People say, fine. No, I want to tell you. <laughs> it's a lot of, lot of fun. <laughs> Try it sometime. See what people do. They look at you like you're a weirdo. Okay, what's up, man? Yeah, um, I want to know, what, what do you think about uh, Revelation 6, the first seal? Uh, I've heard several interpretations of this. Uh, the, I, think, I think the most popular one and the one that I'm leaning more towards now is that the first seal represents the Antichrist because he's a rider on a white horse. And when Jesus comes back in Revelation 19, he comes on a white horse. So, you know, the argument is that this this being is uh, mimicking Christ. So, uh, 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 what are your thoughts on that interpretation? It's possible. I've not uh, studied it in depth, and Revelation's always been kind of a oh, do I really want to get involved with it because it's like a, a uh, an infinitely deep well. There's just so much there. How far down are you going to go? And so, I think it's possible because we do know the Antichrist is going to mimic Christ. He's going to mimic. A wound and a mimic, or actually be resurrected, uh, we don't know. But he's going to have uh, a wound on his right eye, his right arm. He'll probably be homosexual. These are some of the prophecies that are there. He might be a Muslim, too. There's some thought about that. But he'll come bringing destruction. And uh, as the second seal talks about war and famine and death, which makes sense when the left of wacko morons get in control. That's what they do, it's what they, they leave terror. And uh, and harm and destruction in their path. Yeah, and uh, also, yeah, uh, also, uh, I've seen, I've seen some very very striking parallels between Revelation uh, six twelve through seventeen and Matthew twenty four, Mark thirteen, and and Luke twenty one. But then then I also saw that Donnie from the Standing for Truth YouTube channel also makes these connections as well. Uh, are you are you aware of the parallels between these chapters? No, I've not studied them like that. I wouldn't be surprised at all, because it says there's a sixth uh, seal, terror, earthquake, sun that's black, just like it you know, was talking about in Revelation 24. So yeah, there certainly seems to be a connection. Uh, as a, And it says the stars fell to the uh, sky to the earth as a fig tree casts its unripe figs. That's interesting, because a fig tree uh, often is representative of Israel. I don't know if it means something about Israel and what's happening, that Israel, the nation, will be shaken, which could get into the issue of Magog coming uh, down from the north and the kings from the east or along the dried up Euphrates River to come take a spoil out of Israel. Maybe there's a connection out of there. I, I don't know. Then the sky was split apart like a scroll. What does that mean? And every island and mountain and island were moved out of their places. So this is talking about an incredibly huge global event. So maybe the earth is going to shift in its axis. They're talking about this kind of thing, a wobble, and there's going to be a correction. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's going to be a... Maybe it's going to be a comet's going to hit us. Who knows? An asteroid, you know? I don't know. Yeah. Or maybe Pelosi becomes king. Who knows? Or queen, I should say. (laughs) Because that would do that too, you know? You can tell I have no respect for the Democrats in government. None. I think they're evil. So just, just I'm just saying it flat out. Okay. Yeah, I uh, I have recently 
recently became a, a Republican at, after my eyes were open to uh, to uh, you know the history of the uh, Democratic Party. Oh, yeah. And I also learned that that uh, the, the majority of Republicans actually have uh, Christian values. And when I watch you know Fox News, I see them I see them sometimes show uh, you know a Christian commercials about them talking about Jesus. You, you never you never see those types of commercials on on CNN. No, but you'll you'll see mockery of the, the things of God on CNN, MSNBC, and Fox. I only watch a little bit of Fox, and uh, I'm not all impressed with them in a lot of areas. But uh, I watch uh, Newsmax, but um, even watch some other ones, which I forgot the name. I just I just go to it on Roku, and there's some lesser known ones, and I'll watch that. But also, I think something good to go to is the uh, Conservative News Pro on your phone. You can get an app called Conservative News Pro. It's like three or five bucks, and it's worth it. And it it brings together a lot of conservative thought. And there's also the Israeli Times, which uh, I'll look at every now and then, and Epic Times and things like that. We need to be informed. You cannot trust the media. You cannot trust uh, the government. You can't trust the feds. <laughs> you just can't trust them. You can't. I mean, think about it. Biden, he's senile. And Kamala Harris... Well, she's approaching senility. She can, you know, she doesn't know what she's doing. And why is it they're not, uh, Biden's not being impeached for what he's done? They impeached uh, Trump for stuff that Biden has done. And they accused Trump of doing what he didn't do. They're hypocrites. They're liars. They're the party of the KKK, of of um, Jim Crow laws. They're the socialists. The socialism wreaks havoc everywhere it goes. They're just evil people. I have no respect. And the, as far as Republicans go, most of them are rhinos. You know? Yeah. Anyway, is that, is go that, is that a good thing? Or a rhino is called, it's called Republican in name only. R-I-N-O, rhinos. And oh. I saw a really good, uh, clever uh, comic just a few days ago. It had uh, the uh, the jackass, which is the symbol of the uh, Democratic Party, and then there were two other jackasses with masks on of elephants, resembling the pub Republican Party, and one of the masks had a horn uh, going through it, or something like this. I forget remember. And so it's uh, it, in other words, it's saying that the Democrats and the Rhinos are equal in their hypocrisy and the lack of constitutional integrity. Now, the Democrats, I think, are just too far gone. And the, the rhinos, they need to be uh, voted out of office. We need to get conservatives in there. And there's a lot of movement going in to do this. A lot of people are moving into politics on the ground level. They're going to move up through the ranks. And that reminds me, you've heard of uh, maybe uh, just uh, so much lying. You heard what Italy just did, is they uh, elected a woman and I, I watched some of what her, her policies were. She's pro-family, pro-God, anti-government. And CNN, MSNBC are calling, calling her a fascist. And, like, you know, they're just full of, just full of lies. They're liars. I wish I had a TV show. I would, what I would do, I'd have some writers help me out. And I'd say, we need to get, uh, list out all this stuff, because I want to call them liars to their faces. You are liars. You are hypocrites. 
You get in office after you say one thing and then you do another. You are liars and deceivers and you're evil people. And you take care of your own and you don't watch out for the people you've sworn to protect and you don't uphold the Constitution. You push socialism and woke agenda, which you should never be doing. You are liars and hypocrites. They need to be called out for what they are. I would say it publicly. And I'm surprised that a lot of these guys and girls, some of them do, men and women on the air, will call them out on it. And here's the thing. These, in November, what I'm concerned about is the midterm elections are coming, and it looks like the Dems are going to get their rears handed to them all over the place. Wouldn't it be interesting if there was somehow a necessity, an economic this or that, so all of a sudden, hey, the midterm elections are now suspended? I wouldn't put it past the leftist wackle more on Dems for this. I have no respect for them. None. And Republicans, just a little bit, uh, well, let's put it this way. I have a little respect for them. There's some good Republicans. But I'm not a Republican. I'm a constitutionalist. So, independent constitutionalist. Yeah, you can tell. I, I'm just mad. Yeah. I, I get angry. I see the border open, and I know what it's like. I lived in San Diego. My My wife's car was stolen. My car was broken into. Uh, I go places. People aren't speaking English. I remember once uh, I was uh, working in the hospital and a woman came in in Betasala. She's pregnant. And I, I asked her, how long have you been in America? Eight years. you speak English? No. Who's this man next to you? Well, that's her husband. Are you legally married to him? No. Where's your legally married husband? Don't know. Well, is this man sitting next to you the father of the you're pregnant with yes is he the father of this child sitting next to her no how about that child no how about that child no where's the father of that child I don't know is he the same father as this child no where's the father of that other child I don't know this this kind of stuff was going on and on and on they come in and they don't want to learn our culture the ones who don't that's bad and there's a lot who do come in and they're great people and this is the, why we need to have legal immigration and not illegal immigration, because then you can't do what's necessary according to the law to filter out the bad guys and the stuff like that. We want them just frustrating. We'll be right back after these messages, folks. Please stay tuned. It's Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, welcome back to the last segment of the show. Yeah, a little tirade there about our condition of our country is going downhill. All right, let's get back on the air with Elijah, if he's still there. Yeah, you are. All right, man, where were we? Yeah, we was uh, talking about uh, uh, politics, but I have an, mm-hmm. an, uh, another question. Sure. Yeah, um, uh, uh, did you get to uh, check your email yesterday when I sent you the video of that man's testimony? I think so. I remember seeing an email, and uh, the guy about NDE, right? Yeah. Yeah, I saw it. Haven't looked at it. I got a sermon. I got to prep, and I got a Bible study. I got to prep, and I got to do two hours tonight answering questions on Clubhouse, and I got a meeting tomorrow working with some stuff on uh, advertising. On Cloudflare, on Proton Mail, on all kinds of stuff. Uh, yeah, I get a lot of just a lot on my plate. That's all. You're pretty packed up. 
So yeah, I just haven't looked at it. But yeah, there's just uh, there's just so much. There's so <laughs> I'm not complaining. Is it, man? There's just so much to do. You know, I'm looking at my uh, government uh, outline, and it's it's only 24 pages of information on governments, totalitarianism, you know, socialism, republic, oligarchy. Was I go through and I write out what these things are, research them, get documentation, and so I got so much. I got to expand that. There's just so much to do. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot. Oligarchy, look at all this stuff. I got things I need to Marxism, oh, man. That's just the government stuff. Anyway. You want to you look up that uh, Bible verse uh, that I had gave you uh, yesterday, uh, uh, right before we had got off the phone? What was that Bible verse? Which one? Uh, Proverbs uh, 7, 27. Which it says, her house is the way to Shoal, descending into the chambers of death. Uh, that's just metaphor. Proverbs is poetry, as is the Psalms and their songs. So you, so the thing about this is, when do you say something's literal and figurative in these two uh, contexts, in these two books? And it, it, it's an honest question. It's a legitimate question. It doesn't mean that we can't believe it, it literally what it says. Often what is happening in prophetic uh, literature, it means actually what it says, often, but sometimes not exactly. There are metaphors and similes uh, used. So I'm not sure what the case would be here, but it talks about her house. Uh, Let's see. Therefore, my sons, listen to to me and pay attention to the words of my mouth, uh, and let your heart uh, turn aside from her ways, and that is... Who is the her that she's talking about? It's, uh, I'm I'm, I'm looking at the uh, the strong lex- lexicon. Uh, it says it says that chambers uh, means uh, room, uh, innermost, or in the word part. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Sure. But you know we can say you can use literal words in poetry. You know I, I wrote a poem and I, I people don't know this but I write poetry every now and then. In one of them, I have a tree that where the wind is blowing through the the leaves and the leaves are scraping against each other and it's the trees clapping their hands and you hear the this the trees say Shh, as it wants you to listen and this is these are real words with real meanings but they're used in a context that don't intend to convey literalness so is that the case here i'm not saying it is or isn't so her house is the way of sheol her house who's the her and what house is it that she's speaking of is it the prostitute is it foolishness because I'm not sure what the what the uh, context is I think it's uh, the harlot yeah so it's a prostitute her house so that would make sense you know the prostitute's house is the way of Sheol descending into the chambers of death so her house descends into the chambers of death well obviously there's some metaphor there so we, you know, I'm just saying, you know, it, the chambers of death. Uh, are, are, does it mean there's literal chambers? Maybe, maybe um, not. How, how I, how I uh, uh, interpret the verse, I, uh, I, I interpret it as saying, saying that, you know, you know, if you if you uh, commit this sin and and don't repent from it, uh, uh, that's where you're going to end up in the afterlife. That's how I look at it. So then, let me ask you: Do you have to repent in order to be saved? I believe so, because Jesus did. Okay, yes. The answer is yes. Okay, so here's a question. It's a trick question, okay? Is repentance compliance with the law? 
is, com uh, is no, repentance. We're not, we're not, we're not under the law. I didn't ask that. Is repentance compliance with the law? The law says don't lie. If you're lying and you repent, you're complying with the law, right? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, there are questions. Do you have to repent in order to become a Christian? Do you? Uh, no, I don't believe so, because Jesus said, come as you are. Okay, good. So, the reason we repent is because we're regenerate. God grants us that ability to repent. But our repentance does not save us. Because repentance is, ultimately, compliance with the law of God. We're not saved by our compliance with the law. We're not saved by our repentance. But we could say we're not saved without it either. We've got to repent. But it's not the repentance that brings us salvation. I just want to make sure people know that. So sometimes people will say, you've got to repent and believe in order to become a Christian. Well, what do you mean by repent? In order to become a Christian. Stop doing bad things and start doing good things to become a Christian? Then you're back under the law. So it's a nuance that I try and clarify with people just to make sure they're on the right track that we're justified by faith alone in Christ alone repentance is something we need to do but it's because of a regenerative work that we're able to do that but it's not necessary for salvation but those who are saved it's part of their the, the result of being saved okay yeah. um, uh, uh, right. uh, what do you think about Luke 13.3 Luke 13.3 is great I like Luke 13.3 now let me go look it up and see what it says they kept silent, but he took hold of them and healed him and sent him away. Okay. Oh, the, that's four. Sorry, verse 33. Jesus answered and spoke to the lawyers and the Pharisees, saying, It is lawful to heal on the Sabbath or not. Is it? Yeah. Okay, so what about it? Are you there? Wait, 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 wait. Is that the right verse? Because I saw, I saw Luke 13, 3 oh. with the verse where he said, yeah, I typed it in wrong. <laughs> I didn't even check. But yeah, I tell you, but unless you repent, you'll always likewise perish, right? Uh -huh. And always look at the context. Now, on the same occasion, there were some present who reported to him about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mixed with the sacrifices. And Jesus said to them, Do you suppose that these Galileans were greater sinners than all those Galileans because they suffered this fate? I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. And yeah, you need to. Yep. Absolutely. See, but repentance is not what brings us salvation. Okay? Repentance uh -huh. is not what brings it to us. The blood of Christ cleanses us. Our faith justifies us. And repentance is only capable, only able to be done by those who are thus indwelt by God and regenerated. The unbelievers cannot repent of their sin because they have no mediator of the new covenant and they do not do things for the glory of God. Their sin is ever before them. Oh, they can have changes of attitude about varying degrees of evil that they might do. But the unbeliever does no good. Romans 3, 10, 11, and 12. So repentance cannot be a good thing for them because they don't do any good. They don't repent. And part of repentance is the change of heart, mind, and attitude about certain things. But they may say, well, I need to stop robbing those banks. And then they stop that. On a human level, we'd say that's good. On a divine level, hey, doesn't help their, their uh, 
status one bit. They're still lost and they're still damned. For the Christian, he doesn't repent to become a Christian or stay a Christian. Repentance is the work of God. He grants it to us, 2 Timothy 2.25. But we often and actually do have a change of mind. Metanoeo, repentance, change mind. Metanoeo. And so we have a change of mind and attitude. But that can only be accomplished because we have the mind of Christ now. Because we're indwelt by God. And so we have a change. And so therefore we're enabled to repent. And we're able to repent. But the repentance is not what saves us or ensures our salvation. It is what is the result of God's work in us. Okay? Gotcha. All right. Important nuances. Should we repent? Absolutely, yes. Sometimes people take what I'll say, and they'll take a segment out, and they'll say, See, Matt says you don't have to repent to be saved. You see, I didn't say to be saved. I said in order to become a Christian or maintain your salvation. That's what I say. That's different. You must repent to become a Christian in the sense that repentance is part of what it is to be a Christian, but it doesn't make you one. It's concomitant with the regenerative work of God. So people often don't understand the nuances and the differences. And so that's what I'm just telling is get a little more uh, precise. Okay? Okay. All right, man. Good stuff. Um, uh, yeah. uh, 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 thanks for the conversation. Hey, call back anytime, Elijah. All right? Okay. All right. Well, God bless. All right, nobody waiting right now. We've only got a couple of minutes left in the show, maybe three at the most. Let's go. Oh, two minutes now. So uh, I'll be should be online on Clubhouse tonight, and that's a phone app. But Club Deck is the computer app. And look for my name. Just do a search. I do Q and A usually for a couple of hours on Wednesday nights. Tomorrow night, I'll be teaching a Bible study, and uh, this Sunday I'll be going down to preach at. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. I'll be uh, on Saturday. What I'll be doing with Saturday, I'll be going down to preach on um, uh, at City on a Hill at eleven o'clock. I found out the service is eleven p.m. And so, if you want to check it out, City on a Hill, Provo, Utah. It's a church. But I'll be at uh, this uh, Saturday, which is because uh, today's the twenty-eighth, and so this Saturday will be the first. Oh, look at that! It'll be October first. I'll be with Bill McKeever at the Utah Lighthouse uh, uh, bookstore and that's in Salt Lake City and it's down the street just a little bit from the baseball stadium I don't know the exact addresses I just know how to get there and so Bill McKeever he runs uh, Mormonism Research Ministry he and I are going to be there for about four hours from uh, one o'clock to five o'clock just uh, just manning the tables and just, we just blab we talk and stuff like that if you're in the area and you want to come by and say hi to Bill and myself, uh, all you got to do to find it, you can look up Utah Lighthouse Ministry. That's easy to do. Or if you know where the baseball stadium is, once you're facing the, you come off the freeway and you go up, you turn turn right, and there's that baseball stadium. Just go down the road a quarter mile, and on the right-hand side, I think it's, let me see, once get my head on straight, uh, facing north. Uh, it'll be on the south side of the street, because the street runs east-west. And so, uh, it's a small yellowish house that's a bookstore. And uh, so Bill and, anyway, no big deal. I'm just blabbing. Bill and I will be there uh, this Saturday from, uh, Lord willing, from 1 to 4 and uh, stuff like that. If you want to come by and say hi, we'd love to talk to you. 
All right, because he's on the radio, I'm on the radio, come by and say hi. And it'll be that. And uh, like I said, I'll be down on, in Provo, Utah, preaching this Sunday, 11 o'clock, at the church, uh, City on the Hill. Or City, City on the Hill? City on the Hill. City on the Hill. That's where it is. Anyway, God bless everybody. Oh, and by the way, Luke will be doing the show on Friday and probably on Monday as well. May the Lord bless you. God bless everybody. We'll see you. Bye. Another program powered by the Truth Network.